Hello everyone One. and welcome, welcome to episode. Are you gonna are you gonna do this whole time? Well, you know, a little peek behind the curtain. We don't know who did the last one, and you're kind of OCD-ish in a nice way. I try in a, to, in I, a continuity try, way. I try to switch it up to say, oh, I did this So last every time, other episode we talk uh, first yeah, yeah. or do the introduction, which is ruined sh- now. So shitballing right now. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, why don't you take it from here? Where am I going to take us? <laughs> well, I'm going to take you to your ears to pleasure town by welcoming you into episode 124 of the Random Fandom with Brandon Brand. We're back, a podcast for geeks by geeks. This time talking Top Gun Maverick. Yes. Uh, a movie that when I heard this was coming out. Like two years ago, right? Immediately. Disinterested. Well, and not even, I mean, yes, immediately. But for up until maybe a week ago, I was not having it. I did not want to see it. I was I had no interest whatsoever. I didn't think the original Top Gun was that No, it's good. a very hollow movie. Granted, you know, it had limitations and restrictions yeah. and back when it came out in like 1985 and me personally, I really don't care about movies sequel kind of soul successor mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. You know, just 37 years later. It, it's really right? hard to care, but oddly enough, this it worked. Kind of, yeah. And I mean, it's spoilers on on our review but man i like this so much more than i expected to right and so much more than the first one yeah that's you're checking my boxes yep speaking of which gynecology All right, thanks for listening to the uh oh, gynecology i'm sorry yeah you had a no that's it oh, just okay. if you need your box checked you, oh. you know checking the boxes right that's like a, a multitasking gynecologist he checks the boxes he or she sorry checks the boxes yeah women can be doctors now did you know that? Okay. I'm going to put a word. But like in a way, a teacher is a doctor. Right. Like can, can be. <laughs> and sure, I'll see that. But uh, then let me just counter with should be. Mm. I don't know. Why don't you, you know, let us know if you agree with us. <laughs> yeah. Or disagree with us. Yeah. Um, by writing a very angry email to us. Yeah. Uh, RFWBB actually, for intents and purposes, stands for Random Feminism with Brandon and Brandon. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, but before we get into our, our Maverick, our Top Gun Maverick spoiler review. Yeah, that's We'll go fair. into spoilers. We have a fake sponsor. Oh, and I am super hyped about this one because I actually got to listen to this ahead of time. And does it apply to my life a lot? Yeah. Would you Would you care to, to share? <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. So, gosh, it's it seems like such a, uh, a, a cr- great business and we're so happy to share this with our listeners. Here you go. My name is Sensei Tommy Mogwai. I'm a karate pitch black belt. It's like a regular black belt, but even darker. Pitch black kit! Plus, I have a yellow belt in judo, so you could say that I'm a master of the martial arts. I teach people how to flow like water and adapt to any situation to defend themselves. For almost a quarter decade, I have been teaching martial arts through my dojo, the Mogwai Martial Arts Academy. We recently moved locations and the sign I ordered had several spelling mistakes, so I flowed like water and adapted. Instead of ordering a new sign, I changed my entire business model. So, the Mogwai Martial Arts Academy is now the Muigay Marital Arts Academy. 
In my new business, I help Spanish-speaking gay couples work through their marital problems through art therapy. So if you and your esposo are having problemos, come to the Mui Gay Marital Arts Academy on the corner of 4th and Brookwood in Santa Rosa. Marital! Thank you, Tommy Mogwai and the Mui Gay Mar Marital Arts Academy. Um, just, I'm astounded just how far-reaching our sponsors go to help people. Yeah, you know, I I appreciate that Tommy was willing to, to adapt. Right. Flow like water, you as he to. says. Mm -hmm. And he's really, he found a niche, you know, like, what other organization? Is quiche a niche? No. No, quiche is more like, well. Egg. Uh, but as far as, like, <laughs> for the people who like it, it's a smaller, or no, it's pretty well-liked. You don't like quiche. You look I don't like, like quiche. You don't look like a quiche liker. I'm not a quiche. I, lo I love eggs. I hate quiche. Do you fertilize eggs? No. Then have you, tell me, have you ever truly loved a woman? <laughs> Remember uh, Brian Adams and that uh, soundtrack for the Don Juan DeMarco movie? No, I don't. You've never really truly loved a woman, as Brian Adams has suggested? No, I know the song, but I don't know the Don Juan It was some song. throwaway Johnny Depp movie. Oh, but he made his very popular song for that. I think the song was movie. more popular than the movie. Yeah. Certainly better. Top Gun, Maverick. Tommy Mogwai. Yes. Let's let's get into this. Let's talk about you, it. You know what would be cool if it was Top Gun, Maverick, and it was actually spliced together footage of the original Top Gun movie and then the um, Mel Gibson movie, Maverick? Mm-hmm. And that was the movie oh, we saw? Yeah, the yeah. Uh, he was... With James Garner and um, what's her name from Contact and other movies, Panic Room, Jodie Foster. She was uh, his second in that movie. That's actually kind of a fun movie. Like old schooly. Gambling's saloony. He, he was kind of like a bad guy, though, wasn't he? He that? didn't do good things. That's why he so was kind of rooted for the bad Maverick. Guy. Oh. oh, I okay. My first thought, yeah, getting into this movie, is I genuinely wondered if Tom Cruise had it in his contract that when he walked around on set, he made everyone from his fellow castmates to like the lowest production assistant call him Maverick while he was on set. I, I really just I felt that way. I'm not saying it's justified or true. He just seems like the type that he's an odd duck enough and egotistical enough that he would do that. Do you agree, please? Yeah, I, I'm actually, there's, I mean, we've all seen the videos, right, of of Tom Cruise just going off on people on set. Yeah. Or him on Oprah. He's a weird. Or on OPM. Or, or on, for the Church of Scientology. The yeah. guy is really weird, and he somehow can pull off, like, the the most incredible movie like this like he's a great actor despite that's a his, weird thing not despite but how, d regardless of how you feel about his personality based on public perception are uh, but he's a really good actor and, and his weirdness he's just effortlessly charming in this movie right. especially his weirdness doesn't it somehow doesn't translate to his acting no there's for sure. a lot of people right where they're a weird human being and they're acting like that shows in their acting mm -hmm. Tom Cruise somehow can he can leave separate his himself craziness at from the door. His, yeah. character yeah um i i like this movie i didn't really see a point in retrospect it's basically like hey just imagine top gun 1985 86 87 right. whenever it was made reskinned with 2022 technology and basically yeah. a very recycled plot and then here's the thing brandon oh it's my first me. htt here's the thing okay um you didn't need to see the original Top Gun to really fully appreciate what was going no. on this one because they showed you every five minutes through uh, a flashback or a photo or 
the distant notes of something that was soundtrack to the first one. This movie grabbed two handfuls of member berries mm-hmm. and gave them to you, but still in a not totally repulsive way where I'm just like, yeah, I get it. Nostalgia. Ha-ha. Yeah. This basically did for Top Gun what maybe Force Awakens tried to do for Star Wars. Like, yeah. hey, remember this movie a long time ago? Member, member. And we're just going to basically reskin and give like some new younger characters that basically the same hero's quest as their forefathers and grandfathers. It wasn't bad, though, in spite of that. The the strongest part of this movie, by far and away, was cinematography. And it felt like you were simulating, like watching a, a right. real combat mission simulation. And that was fun. The, the actual footage, Ariel, when they're you know doing whether it's their trials or the actual mission was fun and it was a very straightforward movie hey need you to teach these kids kids pilots uh we're gonna have one shot let's see how it goes impossible mission yeah so (laughs) and then we saw another mission Mission impossible Impossible trailer trailer, right yeah uh i i agree with you in some ways yeah but i'm gonna disagree in others please go ahead because i Saw the, the, the original Top Gun. I rewatched it a couple days prior to seeing To get Maverick. yourself ready. Well, it's been... I mean, I honestly have not seen Top Gun since I was... I, I don't even know. A teenager, maybe? Probably. Um, so, in my head, I had certain memories of certain scenes. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't tell you what the plot was. I couldn't... It's a very plotless movie. When I mean, really it kind of is. Look back on it. I could remember... Oh, you know what it was? No, the last time I saw it, believe it or not... I was going to college. I'm a, I was a communication student, which means I didn't know what I wanted to do. Same. Yeah. Congrats. <laughs> yeah. And I had a media criticism class. Ah. And the teacher was like, I'm going to convince you that Top Gun is a gay movie. I, I swear. That's, he, meaning, like, there are specific, oh, very the, intentional the volleyball scene pieces in that movie. Yeah. And, and that are throughout the movie that he believes were purposely created by the director and the writers to be like very kind of homosexual scenes. Okay. And I remember the class going, no, no, that's, that's silly. And he, he didn't show us the entire movie, but he would show us pieces and he would explain it. And by the end, I was like, man, Top Gun, it's, it's a gay movie. <laughs> like, I, he convinced me. And he convinced a lot of the class. Watching it again, I think that there are certain highlights that you're like, yeah, that is a little... I, I even told my my wife, I was like, it... when we're watching it, I told her the story of the, the instructor from uh, SSU, Sonoma State University, where I went. Oh, see Wolf. And I was like, just have that, that criticism in the back of your mind of like, you know, just keep an eye out for some of these. And she was like, wow, I'm noticing all of these things. It wasn't as bad as I remembered it in my mind, mm-hmm. but the movie was worse than I remember. Like yes. the actual Top Gun movie, it was not great, and maybe for the time it was really good. Sure, but by today's standards, like the aerial battles did not really make sense. Right. All that being said, when the movie Top Gun Maverick started, it started in nearly the exact same yes. way it, with the exact same music. I'm telling you, it was a reskin. Well, but but here's the thing. It was at the beginning, but it very, it was a very different plot altogether. Okay, yeah, opinion. yeah, that that's where they definitely diverge. So there was they they were definitely feeding member berries to the to the audience at the beginning, and every and once at, in a while throughout at the end. 
Oh god, the, the end. Well, not the end. That that the end end. Yeah, that I think that's gonna be a, a meh, not so. High. The ending is my worst. But the, just the worst like part of how he's faced with the exact same dilemma. Oh my gosh, I have to now deploy the son of the guy who got killed yeah. with me. You know, I was just like, wow, what are the chances that happens? But then again, it 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 didn't end the same way. It ended very differently. True. And so I, the actual plot is significantly different. Okay, I'll see but you there. But when it started, I did the exact same thing. I, I leaned over to Emily, my wife, and I was like, this is going to be another Force Awakens. Because yeah. the way it started, I was like, oh my God, this is going to be the exact same movie yeah. as the original Top Gun. And I was wrong, in my opinion. I was wrong. Like, sure. Half hour into the movie, I was like, okay, this is very different. It felt like 1980s aura all in a 2022 film uh-huh um yeah just how everyone's so cool and knows just what to say and like hey you're cool but i don't think you can fly as high as you think you can you know just everyone knows right. exactly what to say and had like no one stutters on their words and there's the badass who was clearly supposed to be val kilmer yeah. recast and maverick can do anything in a plane yeah and like almost i should court martial you yeah but like he's been in the service for 40 years what, what are we doing and the, well that's the thing ice was kind of holding him in there yes Oh, my question was, I wasn't really too sure on what he was doing since the events of Top Gun. What's what's he been doing? Just working on a plane in a hangar? So wearing well, his leather jacket? They kind of They said he it. went to Iraq. Oh, did they? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. But they, I, they were saying he was, he left the Top Gun area three years ago. Okay. And then, because that woman at the bar was like, what have you been doing these past years? Was she supposed years? to be somebody from the first? Or we just, I, like... I don't remember her. So No, I, Jennifer Connelly would have been like... A kid in that movie. Yeah, well, like 15, I, shouldn't 16. Say, I say I don't remember her. I literally watched it a couple days prior, and I was like, I don't. She wasn't supposed to be the Kelly McGillis character slash love interest from the first one, right? No, maybe I, she was like. I her... really don't think so. No, because Kelly McGillis. It would. It looked. It would. It looked very different. Not today. Um, I think it was supposed to be a character we didn't know, but we were introduced to her like she was a big part of his life in between those yes. thirty years. Can I just say? She's fine. Jennifer Connelly's great, but the dialogue between them was ugh at times. Yeah, yeah, and everyone's just like, "You're so cool, but you better watch it." You know, yeah. It just it just felt like the '80s ski lodge kind but I, of. But then again, movie. that's the feel, right? Yeah, that's the they they went with that on purpose. Oh no doubt. To make you feel like you're watching the magic of the first one without watching the exact same movie as the first one. Oh, sorry, DoorDash is here. Thank you. Chinese food break! Eating a meal! A succulent Chinese meal! So how was your Chinese food? It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. It was expensive. Uh, Yeah, our door has been dashed successfully. Yeah, does DoorDash, like, do they hike up the prices per dish? Of course. Dude. And when it's like a dinner, and then when gas is more expensive, yeah. I'm a sucker, but you know what? I'm a comfortable sucker, I didn't have to leave home. Yeah. So. Uh, You say comfortable. I say lazy, but yeah. Comfortably lazy. Mm-hmm. One in the same. All right. Where were we on Top Gun? We were talking about... We were on top. Of, of the our... gun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, think, I think we've we just summarized our thoughts kind of on... More of the big picture. Sort of the big picture. Mm-hmm. It's, it's place in the Top Gun cinematic universe, if there really is one. <laughs> oh, the T- TGCU? <laughs> yeah. Let's let's talk about the action in this and the directing and the cinematography. You already touched on how how much you enjoyed it. 
I think especially when you compare it to the previous movie, it is so much better. Like, incredible. I would be willing to say there's really even no comparison. Yeah. Ah. Hmm. Okay. Well, that's all we had to say about that. Yeah, but no. Awesome. That really made me feel invested in an otherwise kind of bland cheese movie. It's really, to me, it's the only thing that... I mean, I think that there were other things that did, you know, bring up this like, oh no, what's going to happen feeling. And then, and then they get through it and you're like, hurrah. Like you just have that sense of And then they did it four joy. times. And they did back, over back. and over again. Yeah. But really that the thing aside. that, that, that took me through it was there was a constantly good pace of a movie. It was well paced. There were slow times that you were allowed to sort of breathe, but then they would bring you right back into sort of a, quick cut like action sequence even if even if what they're doing is they're mapping out which they did a fair amount the the canyon and the attack route the the flight path like even when they're sort of showing how dangerous this is through computer simulation between the directing and the music it was still like you're like oh man this is gonna be awesome yeah and then when they're actually flying it it was really great all constantly leading up to this tense actual moment where they have to pretty much pull off the impossible Mm -hmm. and uh and then it doesn't go the way that you expect and not necessarily in a good way you don't know really you didn't think so so they had two minutes and 15 seconds that scene took 20 minutes (laughs) like the real time versus the the movie time was like agitatingly differential fine interesting i didn't notice that oh i did Um, well i mean and then but the two minutes was to drop the the bomb in the hole. Bunker. In the bunker. Yeah. Um, but then that was where that two minutes was. And then after that, it was like just trying to evade. No, in, in addition to. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought that scene was a good. I mean, because this is what this all essentially, you know, character this and, you know, restoring relationships here, love interest there. That's fine. But the, the main driving force of the movie all led up to this moment. And. Like you said, the pacing was there. I was bought into that point where I wanted to see how this plays off. And, of course, you have the evil admiral who was standing in his way, who was yeah. basically... He, according to his training simulation in classroom, they would have all died immediately. Like, it made n- not real good sense. Well, Because he, he didn't was... even want to simulate going below the f- flight deck or bottom deck or whatever. I think he was just saying that... Oh, you mean for the training piece. Yeah, but Th- then he's no, like, I need no these guys sense. to go at least 100 feet yeah. above, you know surface yeah it was kind of dumb but all that aside the way i bought into the action when we're actually flying the jets even as bad as some of the parts of this movie were as cheese filled as member berry filled as they were still the parts i liked outweighed the parts i didn't like Uh and i thought that ending was well done until 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 he gets shot down and then it becomes just a stupid cheesy action movie See, I th- I actually didn't mind that at all because I feel like we had so much flight action that once he was grounded, just for not even that long of a period, it was a bit of a break from that and it was still action-packed and it was still still suspenseful. Everything that happened in the air, I'm willing to buy. And then it just got overly... It asked too much of me to believe mm. how he, you know, he gets rescued by the guy that he wanted to be able to save, who comes back for him. But then they're both screwed. So then the guy who was told no, let him go, comes back for them. I'm like, how many freaking bones are we going to throw these mm-hmm. bozos? And then, I'm sorry, I know they 
did a, a good job of trying to say that we striked their their runway first and they're basically, you know, their their hangers. How would they sneak in and go steal an enemy jet? And why Well, because there was a lot of smoke around, there was men running around you know, kind of in a panic, running from one place to another. So to see two figures running, in flight suits, by the way, they're, it's, they're not going to be thinking very hard about it. I, I, I suppose that's right. But it, to me, I was just like, really? Um, why do we never, A, see an enemy's face? B, they're never named by country. We don't know where we yeah. are. We're striking. It they was all just like, like, hey, let's... Snake from G.I. Joe. That's with all the they black were. Helmets. They're like, hey, let's not upset anyone. Just say yeah. the Russians. Screw Russia right now. Not the yeah. people, but the country. <laughs> you know? Just say the Russians. I know. They're always... It's either... It, uranium enrichment. It's like back... Like how 80s was like nuclear arms. Now we're... Oh, we moved on from nukes. Now we're doing uranium enrichment. Yeah. Um, Which is... In, in those, those older movies, it was either Russians or Nazis. Yeah. You know? Like in Mighty Ducks. Wasn't the... the, the, the oh, the old coach guy. He was like a reformed like a, Nazi. No, I, I was thinking like... Wasn't there a team that were all black and they were like Russian? I don't know. The Russian Junior National Hockey Team, I think. Maybe. We need to brush off those Ds. Did you ever see... Side note. Did you ever see the show? The Mighty Ducks show on Disney? No. Actually, kind of... It's s- not bad. It's got a lot of charm to it so funny you mention that because that's all uh in the vein of karate kid uh-huh. it became cobra kai like oh what yeah. if we had a continuation story in a series format this felt a lot to me like cobra kai the way cobra kai vibes like right. hey you know like remember this and it'll show a flashback it'll play the music from before you know like the characters are aware of each other uh-huh. but how many ever years later it felt like there were some vibes along the- i hate that word by the way vibes but it felt <laughs> like that feelings i got from cobra kai at points you know like Uh uh-huh similar to how i felt watching top gun maverick no i actually i didn't think about it until you mentioned it but that makes perfect nostalgia is a hell of a drug well and there's it's it's one of the reasons say stranger things became so popular yeah is i mean it was already really well written but it was intentionally made to feel like an older 80s or 90s Mm -hmm you know especially if you lived it all kids, the more for you to identify with right like you know uh goonies type movie right yeah now it's quite a bit different but it's no oh, it's getting into the horror it is of the 80s, it is yeah sure. and that'll be that'll be another episode yeah somewhere we're, down we're not the line. there yet all right well i i thought that the action was incredible in this and and i think that it was clever as well the way that they Without knowing a damn thing about what an airplane can do, they made you realize how cool the some of the flights movements were. Yeah. Particularly by Maverick, right? Yeah. So when they're doing the the trial dog fighting and all the that, the first day and, training was uh-huh. great. That was fun. That was a great but prolonged then, uh, scene. Yeah, but then there were things like when they're actually in the dog fights and the way Maverick like kind of pumps the brakes, flies backwards, and lets out his flares to save Goose's kid. Yeah. You know? My... Do you think they said uh, uh, Rooster? Rooster. Which... Miles Teller, is that the yeah. guy's name? Yeah. Okay. I have to just sidetrack for a minute. So they showed, remember, his kid was there when he's playing the music oh, in know. the bar on the piano? His that kid, one. So his kid would be like 40 now. That kid was like five or six then. Oh, yeah. Like, no, Miles Teller isn't that old just yet. Uh, the mustache that he had is that old. Like his dad in the glasses and the fact that he played the same song. So Emily uh, Emily said to me, she's like, boy, they sure did a good job finding an actor that really looked like Goose. And I was like, 
did they? Or did they because just if you, ensemble if they him like Goose? Right, exactly. I was like, if they didn't give him a mustache, lighten his hair, and make it the same, give him the same sunglasses, a, put him on a, a name piano. that almost rhymes. Yeah, put him on a piano with singing the same exact song. You wouldn't really... You wouldn't think You that. wouldn't think it, right? No, but sure. like coming who where who has that kind of mustache nowadays? Nobody. Nobody. Unless you're specifically trying to bring in those old vibes, you know? Yeah. So I I really thought that they got off to a good start. That first scene was pretty freaking cool. It felt like we were flying for like Space Force, but not the Stupid. Stupid, yeah. <laughs> um a couple things. As a geek, I couldn't help but notice Tom Cruise had to run in this movie because you know that old joke, Tom Cruise runs in every movie now? Mm, no. Remember Family Guy touched on why? I, no, I don't. Oh, we got to educate you. Oh, okay. We'll do that after this. Please. Yeah, for sure. But if you know, you know, there's it's, a it's reason. It's like where Sean Bean has has to die in every movie. Tom Cruise runs in every movie. Of course, they had mm. to do that. He never ran in the original Top Gun. Not that I remember. Mm. Yeah, but he runs at least twice in this movie, full force ahead. I think it's part of his contract, just like you, how he makes... You know, everyone on set call him Call him Maverick, yeah. Do you think they said, talk to me, Goose, enough? Oh, and then and also talk (laughs) Talk to to me, me, Dad. Dad. Oh, my God. You were six. He's dead. Let it go. I I actually had an issue with that. That bugged me. I don't know why, but it did. We know how young he was. He doesn't, like, he doesn't have these super strong memories of his dad. Like, you just don't have it when you're that age. I'm sorry. And so, I, I, I like how they, when they were first showing that, Rooster was pissed off at Maverick. I thought it was because he thought he'd, he he killed, killed his, his dad. dad. He got right? his dad killed. Yeah. And I'm just uh, for, so for a while I was pissed off with the movie, thinking that is so stupid. He was young, like he's a he's a pilot himself. He knows how that can happen. Yes. He sh- who sh- who would know better? And then it turns out, and they say later in the movie he was pissed because he pulled four years of his or he pulled, held him back for four years but at his mom's request at his mom's request yeah and then which I he suddenly, never tells him which he should have i suddenly was okay well no because he, he didn't want to make it so that his mom's a bad guy too okay um and so and they did touch on that in, in some of the dialogue once once they once they said that i became okay with their conflict um, as manufactured as it seemed. Everything about this was manufactured. Well, but sure. Still, like, not in a way that made me feel this was a bad movie, though. There were parts of it that were just like, oh, this is so annoyingly cheesy, but yet put him in a jet and have him do cool mm-hmm. evasive maneuvers and fire the rockets at the right time, I'm down. Are they missiles or rockets on jets? We Missiles. Rockets. I don't know. I think missiles. The explosive. The Rocket-powered missiles. <laughs> Please. Remember Rocket Power on Nickelodeon? I'd never liked no. that one. Oh, that just as well. Uh, the one part of this movie that really got me um, <clears throat> feeling something was the whole Val Kilmer thing. When I saw it, it said, right. and Val Kilmer at the opening credits, I'm like, oh, they're going to feature him. Oh, I knew he was And he was just a, a credit, or he was just a credit and then a text presence to that point. But when he was typing, I was like, oh, that was sad how they had to weave in real life. But that's awesome, though, that they thought, hey, you know, yes. you're part of this. And, you know. And if you're not sure, let me show you this picture of us smiling at the end of our mission 500 times. You know, I th- I thought that was actually a really that was nice sweet, way yeah. to handle it. Although it was a little morbid that he died in the movie. I know and he doesn't yeah. seem long for this world, given what he's battling. I think it was their way of honestly, like playing homage to him as a character, but really him as the actor. Yeah. 
And but then when he talked at the end, I was like, oh, Oh, dude. I know. Because you can... I, you that's know real that's life. real life. Yeah. That's what he's struggling with. I, I actually want to see that Val movie. On the, Amazon the docu- Prime. Documentary. Yeah, I mean to check that out. Um, a friend of mine did see it, and he said it was really good. And, and yeah. I I don't know. I want to see it. Yeah. I, th- I think he has a interesting story to tell, and it sounds like he's got a lot of footage around his life. So Yeah, long live Val Kilmer, regardless of how much time he has here on Earth. I, I really did appreciate that part of the movie. Yeah. That was a special scene. And it looked like it like was like taken on very personally by the actors, and it not just right. like, hey, we're just doing another role because we're rehashing this forty seven years later. Yeah, yeah. It, it it was done with taste, so good good for them. What is your overall opinion on this movie when it comes to your personal rating? <laughs> um, you know, I think was overall, it hot or not? It was hot. Okay, it was. But how hot? It was Tom Cruise hot. Okay, it, it was Tom Cruise twenty years ago hot. Okay. Yeah. I think this is probably an eight and a half. Sure. And I was actually just thinking between an eight, eight and a half or a nine. The reason I'm saying eight and a half is because there's certain, it's just not my type of movie normally. Like, I don't care It's a at popcorn all. movie. Yeah, it's a summer blockbuster. That's it. But it's done incredibly well. But the strengths far outweigh the weaknesses. Yes. Yeah, I'll, so I'll give you that. So eight and a half, I think that's, I think that, that, you know, I might be kind of giving it the extra 0.5 even more so just because I did not expect it to be this good. I did not. I did not. I would say for me it's seven and a half. It was okay. a very fine, good movie. Okay. Yeah. If the words don't add up to the number scales, whatever. I ain't trying to yeah, get too, too inside. But yeah, it was, it was, I felt validated for going out and spending the, the money. Me too. Me yeah. too. Those are comfortable seats, man. Oh, dude. That theater is so much better. I don't know if, uh, if you listening have anything but the now uh, personalized recliner seats with the drink tray, but if your city doesn't have them or your local theater doesn't have them, like write your Congress per. Right. <laughs> yeah, because Congress people have a say in the seats in the theater. It seems to be I just say, preoccupied with more I just say stupid move. shit than move, that. Move. Or move, yeah. 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 Um, all right. I hope this episode moved you. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, we were flying at top speed, and we're get done now. We're landing yeah. the plane. So here's all the stuff on the way out. we got nothing extra special other than just a simple ask of you. If you want to connect with us, please do so on our Twitter at RandomFandomWBB. You can also shoot us an email at RandomFandomCast at gmail.com. And check out anything in our archive. Thank you for hanging with us here uh, on our 124th episode. We'll talk to you soon. So until then, thank you for being a fan of our fandom. And stay geeky. <laughs>